Good evening and mm-hmm. welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Here we have on Erie Vaughn. How are you? Fine. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for making this this uh, interview. We're doing a uh, phone interview, which is kind of new for me. Um, but this is pretty awesome. Um, you've been in a couple bands that have been you know, really influential early in my life, and I'll talk about them. And you've also uh, passed uh, a couple years released one huge book of photos, and then I I don't know if you've done the other book yet. I couldn't find any information that maybe you could fill me on that later on in the interview. Okay. What the status of that is, okay? Um, yeah. But for people that don't know you, and hopefully this will be new audience, I, I'm a huge Danzig fan, and as Sam Hain and Misfits, like all the others. Um, I know you started out as a photographer doing stuff with um, Misfits. That's how you got hooked up with, with Glenn, and you guys moved into Sam Hain. So, um I guess the first thing I want to start with, with Sam Hain and the beginnings of Sam Hain, where, um, I know you switched to bass and you didn't play bass. Did you take any other lessons once you started doing, like once you started playing with him at that point? No. Nobody I know no. takes lessons. No. You just learn as you I, go. I've, I've, I've Actually, I've learned that myself lately. <laughs> that nobody I've ever talked to has actually taken lessons. If you're a professional musician, right. you haven't taken lessons. Or, and mostly you can't read music or you can just read tab. And they right. have um, other people that they tell them and they make a sound suit and they'll write down the music for them. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's how it the way it's always been. Yeah, all the guys, uh, you know, th- there's plenty of people that couldn't read music but sold lots of records, you know. They just they would send us the, the recording to somebody and then they'd write it down on the sheet, you know. Oh, yeah, I could, I could name an army right now of platinum artists that don't even, you know, that people wouldn't believe that have no, I don't have a lick of, you know, musical knowledge that way. It's, it's Which probably keeps it a little more real and keeps you not concerned about breaking the rules with music because you're just doing what you're doing, you know? You're not thinking about... Yeah, any, there, are, any there, are, there are no rules. There are no right. rules. So, obviously, then that would mean... And you, I see you play guitar now and everything else, so you're self-taught. Once you start on the bass, you just kind of figured your way out and then from there you touch yourself guitar. That worked yeah, out just, you. Uh, you know, whatever, it had to be done. Glenn, Glenn was like, I want you to play drums in the band. And I was just like, okay. And I, you know, after a couple of rehearsals, I was just like, yeah, I'm not cutting it on this, you know? And he goes, why don't you play bass? And I was just like, okay. You know? And so I went down, I bought a bass and uh, he said, this song's, uh, you know, this is what key it's in. I was like, okay. He goes, and he pointed to the, the net, neck and he said, that's A. He's just, he's just like, yeah, go with this, that's this, that's this. You know, that's just the way you learn. You learn by sight at first, you know, and, and uh, you know, it had you, you do what you got to do to make it work, you know. And you did a fantastic job. I mean, I, I love Sam Hain. I, um, you guys are great. And, and when Danzig came out, the difference between the two bands, though, was night and day. I know there's similar songs part carried over and stuff, but it really feels like it was a whole new thing. Whereas Sam Hain actually felt a little bit like the Misfits carried over, you know what I'm saying? Danzig was just a whole new sound. Yeah, well, um, we had new guys, especially bringing in the metal guy, you know, John. He That's one of the reasons. Plus, we had, like, a real producer, you know, like somebody who knew how to make records sound good. We had, like, Grammy Award-winning engineers. You know, before that, it was all like, you know, you'd have the engineer mix the record or whatever. There was no producers. You know, we, we didn't know how to make good records. We were just making records, you know. So 
you know, of course. he knew I wasn't, I, I was into the same stuff. I wanted the same things. I wanted to, you know, be in the best band in the world. And we wanted to like take over the planet and stuff. And he knew that I was going to like help him get there. So, you know, that's why I stayed with him for uh, dancing because he knew that uh, I was the right guy for the job, you know. Did you do Less Than Zero soundtrack around the same time? You, were you yeah, part before of we recorded, no? before we recorded any of the dancing stuff, we all went to the studio because Rick was working. He was the musical director on this Less Than Zero movie, and he was recording with a bunch of people, and he wanted a song from us. But he didn't want it to be a dance, you know, the first Danzig song. It was just we were all in the same room at the same time. And uh, I played on the first couple of passes, and I had a headache, and I didn't really care. And they wanted me to play with my fingers, and I didn't play with my fingers back then. And I was just like, nah, I don't want to do it. So I gave the bass to uh, uh, Rick's uh, assistant, George, and uh, he played the, the, the track, I think, that's on the record. But Chuck and John and Glenn all played on the, the thing. I think Glenn played the keys, and uh, Chuck played drums, and John played acoustic guitar. Okay. So Rick actually assembled everyone? That's something I actually wasn't aware of, that he No, he no, he, he didn't had... do – he didn't – no, he didn't have nothing to do with it. He, you know, or he had Chuck's num- phone number somehow. Um, we, okay. we held auditions. We auditioned, like, 30 guys for guitar, and we picked the one we wanted, and – um, we didn't, Chuck didn't audition cause he was Chuck Biscuits and he didn't need to. We knew what, how great he was and what we were getting and he just, uh, agreed. So yeah, Rick had nothing to do with it. What was John doing before our dancing? You guys found him because, um, he, went, he was going to college, he went to college. Uh, he's playing in like bar bands and stuff. Um, he didn't, as far as I know, he didn't have like a, I don't know if he was doing anything more than, uh, you know, cover songs and things like that playing locally uh hadn't i don't know if he'd recorded or anything he was pretty much like a bar band guy that uh that, that was really good and we was like yeah we, he's the one we want you know it's amazing the, the chemistry you guys had though i mean at least from the outside it looked like you guys had all, all four of you guys had it right at the gate you know the album sounded yeah like we played we I've played well we played well together like almost immediately you know like the first couple of rehearsals uh, after two or three rehearsals, it was just like, yeah, this is going to be easy. And I was happy because these guys could just play anything or anything you mm-hmm. wanted. And it was it was great. And the songs were sounding so awesome. And I was like, this is going to be so easy. And it was a pleasure playing with them all those years. And, and the carryover sound, obviously, to most people that heard it, I was like, cause I'm, I'm a huge, I grew up on, on the Beatles, but also on Elvis. I was a huge Elvis fan. So when I heard, you know, this, I was like, oh, my God. It feels like evil Elvis. It feels like it's just dark rockabilly, you know, with, with like a touch of Sabbath in there. It just, but to me, it was a sound I'd never that's heard before. The, yeah, that was that's pretty accurate. Um, basically, you know, Glenn and I are both like he's ten years older than me, so he 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 liked the '60s stuff, and I was definitely into the '60s and '70s shit. And we we're both Elvis fans, and he liked Black Sabbath. Chuck liked Black Sabbath. I didn't even really know much about Sabbath because I was a punk rock guy, but John liked Sabbath and Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and all that metal crap, you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was to me just it pretty much sounded like you know evil Elvis and Black Sabbath. And you know why I say Black Sabbath because what's one of the best things about early Black Sabbath? Bill Ward was a jazz drummer. 
though Chuck was not a, a rock and roll drummer, he had his own swing that, you know, totally made you guys sound yeah. different than everybody else, too, just like Sabbath did. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck can play anything. You, 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 say, you say, oh, we need this kind of beat, or, you know, oh, um, we got this song, you know, say, uh, give us a John Bonham beat, and he would play, you know, something he thought would go, and we go like, yeah, that's that's perfect, or whatever. Or uh, he he does a little jazz on the fourth record um, in uh, Sun of the Morning Star. He does a little jazzy kind of uh, you know beat and uh, with fills and stuff. So he he you could ask him to do anything, and he could do it. So it wasn't a problem. Yeah, over the, over the years, as you guys changed, your songs started getting deeper. Made a little more. I wouldn't say not like not the other one complex, but you just the layer, the growth each album you guys had was was insane. It wasn't like um, you weren't copying each album. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, because you know you were in time zone of like rock and alternative and 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 you know Seattle music, and you guys sounded nothing like anything else. And you could have kept the same dancing sound from the first album, and you just had no competition. But you guys didn't. You guys kept changing. Yeah, well, that had to do with Ruben, too, and the engineers and what kind of songs were were coming out. You know, you try not to make the same record every time, you know. So the first record was, the songs were great, but I didn't like the mix, and it was too dry and stuff, and people like it like that. But Lucifuge mm-hmm. is where we start to sound more like like us, put a little reverb on this, this and that and the other thing, and, it, you know, and not keep Glenn so up front, you know, and the the band so dry, you know, and it just the sound just kept evolving until we got to like the third one, and then that was that's the way we really sounded, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I'll say the fourth one sounded good, and the, to me, the original version of those four albums are to me are, the, are my favorites. And I actually, like he, uh, Glenn did uh, the last two, the the death one he did, and. Um, uh, Crown one, those are a little more back to what it was. I know while he's with some other other stuff with the band, and to me, my favorite thing is is his voice with your you know with the instrumentation that you guys would do. So I, I think that was a really challenge with like producing his voice because I still don't think his voice is produced right in the last couple albums anymore. I don't I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, that's because he doesn't have a producer. He's doing it himself, and the, the reason it sounds like that is because. You know his his ears are shot. They were shot back in the misfit days. He told me, and if you don't have a producer telling him telling you what to do, or maybe you should try it like this, you try it like that, then it's just going to come out the way it comes out because you know you either don't want to do it again, or you just think it's good enough and you got nobody else's opinion. So that's why the record sounds so different, you know. Right. I mean, when I first started, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going back to the original sound of the original band. But then the Elvis one came out, and I was like, "Oh, that's not something's missing." Because his voice still—he still has the voice, but it's just those 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 albums just missing what the first ones had in the production, you know. And it, it yeah, it's, it's a huge miss mistake for him to do that. Yeah, well, um, those are just the records he's making now. You know, that's just the way it is. You got to take them at you know each one as they come. You know, I mean. Unless you want to just keep making the same record year after year or every two years or whatever, you have to keep changing and uh, hope the people uh, like what you're doing and keep some of your audience. But, you know, yeah, it's great. It's easy, to, it's easy to look back and say, 
oh, why don't you just do records like you used to do? It's like, but that's not what you do when you're a musician. You right. just keep changing. Oh, no, we're, we're, you know? Yeah, I'm sorry. What I meant was like his the production of his voice. I like the. I was. I've been waiting for the Elvis album. I've been waiting for. I like when he does the covers albums. I, I'm fine with the songs and the music. It's just the production of of what his voice and how it's put in there. I just feel it could have been emphasized better. It's more of that. It's not. It's actually the music he's doing. You know. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think there was any. I think he was the only producer. So you have to ask him on that one. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you can't say. So you don't you don't like the production, but he's the producer, so you know there's nothing you can say about it. You know what I mean? Well, it's his vision. It's his vision, and you know he's still an awesome right. singer. He's, songwriter, he's happy, you know, he's happy with the records. That's all that counts. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm a big supporter of bands doing whatever they want. Um, so after the fourth album, you and John and Chuck all went your separate ways. I believe it was like royalty, just all different things. Kind of, you guys kind of just all went your separate ways. At that point, though, you, what did you do after that? After you left up the band, you kind of went on your own. Is that when you started doing albums? That's, yeah, I, I think I, start, I did a, a record like a year later. Um, I moved back to Jersey because I couldn't afford to live in California. Um, so I wanted to make a record. So I, started making records and I made one like a year or two after. And, you know, I put out like five of them. I'm, I'm working on a sixth one right now. So, you know. I, I've heard of it. it was, I was trying to put, like put like a, get an idea of myself. Like if you had a pattern, if you just, you just put out whatever you, you write, aren't you? you like you, you just, whatever you feel for your songs at the time. Cause some of them were kind of like punkier then you got like, kind of like a, like a evil country music. You know, you, you really have a, a lot of different types of genres you're covering in your solo stuff now. Yeah, it's just um, whatever, however I, w what my life is like and how I'm feeling and where my head is at at the time. And um, that's the kind of, that's what the, the music comes out and reflects that period of time that I was in at the time that I recorded it. So I just do that. I don't, you know, I don't usually go, well, I want to make this record. I want to make that record. But if I have a bunch of punk rock songs, I'd be like, well, I'll put those on a record, which is what I did. And then I had all these songs that sounded kind of country, and I was just like, well, they're not really country. Country people wouldn't right. say they were country. No. But I would, yeah, yeah. Metal would go, it's country. So I said, oh, it's kind of country. So I put that out, you know. So And this record is going to be, you know, different from that one, you know. But it's going to still be, I've been in Nashville for the last 10 years, so it's going to be still kind of country. That's what um, the producer said. Why don't we just call this guy in a country too? <laughs> you know? but it, 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 it's not um, because it's, re you know, it's really, you can't, you know, having lived down there um, and seeing how people are and the way they look at music, uh, they would go, oh, this ain't country. Uh, but people who like blues and metal and stuff, they say, oh, that's too country, you know? So, so you can't, I don't even worry about it. Well, it's funny because I think once um, the, the term, once like Shania Twain and Def Leppard were sharing a producer, country went became more top 40 sounding. And that's kind of the country yeah. that most people look up to now. I'm more of the outlaw country, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it was, yeah, you know, I, Waylon Jennings I, and, and Willie Nelson, you know? Yeah, I can't stand what's on the radio. So. Yeah, I don't know any of those guys, you know. Um and the closest new artist I'll do would be like, you know, um, 
the Allman Brothers kids, you know, uh, Dwayne, Bess, and you know, those guys, you know, would be the closest I'll go to newer music as far as country southern rockish, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, they got something going on. Yeah, they were but playing you, the, um, yeah. the Allman Betts band for a while. Yeah. Um, now they're all doing solo records, and then they'll probably come back to that. But yeah, still that stuff. There's no, there's no radio. Um, there's no uh, radio for the, for that kind of music. That's the problem. No. Um, like they can't play them on classic rock, and there's no format that plays modern rock or modern, uh, you know, country or country, southern country, southern rock, whatever. Yeah, you know. I mean, somebody like Tom Petty is a classic rock artist, but he puts out a new record. And there's no radio for it to go on, and they can't, and they won't play it on classic rock because it's not an old record. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's horrible. <laughs> and I think, it, 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 but it's weird. It's what they, uh, yeah. If he was alive, I wouldn't even know what he'd be able to put him on at this point. But he he's been labeled now. I think they, they, they call it that uh, Americana now. Singer songwriter Americana. It seems like it's the newest way of lumping in artists. But it seems like more of the cool artists are labeled as Americana. So I feel okay with that title right now. Um, yeah, I, well, I yeah, that's kind of nice, you know. Yeah, and, you but know, I think, yeah. like I like roots, roots rock or roots music. I like that better because it's it covers like uh, everybody basically, you know, like indie underground people that are making real country music, even if they don't call it that. And you know, um, there's a lot of it out there, and there's 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 a market, and people should really listen to some of this great like just like singer songwriter stuff like it used to happen in the yeah. 70s people with just a, a guitar uh people doing weird stuff but they were all brought up on hank williams and johnny cash and the mm-hmm. sex pistols you know yeah. so there's great shit out there there's just nowhere yeah. for it to be played, you know even um hank three who's he's into everything uh very similar, actually. Uh, he does a lot of different types of style of music, like you, like you do, actually. Where he's in, he's got a tone, everything, you know. Yeah, he he great. does like a when he used to play. I don't know. I haven't heard nothing from him in years, but um, he used to do like a three-hour show where he'd do like an hour country, an hour punk rock, and an hour of metal. And it was he would just change like maybe a drummer or a bass player or something. And Terry, that would be awesome. Play, yeah, it was yeah, it was amazing, you know. <laughs> that is so crazy, I, and I love the fact that you know he'd be like playing in Super Joint Ritual, and next thing you know, covering some of his dad's songs, and it's, like it's just it's so cool. There were no rules like that, you know. And and that was actually what when I was going back listening, like I hadn't heard your country, your kind of country album. So when I heard that, that's what I was kind of thinking. I'm like, oh, I get it, you know. It's not country, <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's I yeah. It's kind of country, know? yeah. It ain't really, you know. You're right. You're, I, mean, I guess you know, and I told you, you're just lucky that they had your picture on on your own um, music because sometimes you don't get your own, you don't get the right labeling for your band. So, you know, yeah, exactly. You got your name. I already, I already told you what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because it, it doesn't seem like you have a thing. So. One of the other things you have and you did, uh, you uh, have a book, I've yet to get my hands on see actually see the whole thing, um, of pictures you've taken from the very beginning with the Misfits up until, what was, it, what was the line, until 91 or so? I don't know. You want to expand on that? No, like I took your pictures all the way up through Danzig, so it went to like 94. The book goes to like 
95 and then some a couple of pictures after that but yeah all the way in until i left the band so and you had talked about doing a documentary and i only saw parts of the trying to get it and the second book yeah i'm um, happen or yeah i'm um, the book's almost done so I'm, i'm still trying to get you know i gotta start actually um you know putting it together because all this time has been spent on uh, restoration and you know finding stuff that I you know that I didn't have negs from some old shit and just basically um, working on the photos and it's just been taking too long but there's been a lot you know bullshit gets in the way you know so yeah I got another book coming out and it's um, it's only like nine by twelve. So it's not one of those big uncomfortable coffee table books that you look at once and never look at again. You know, this one has a nice storyline running through it and the pictures are great. You know, everybody loves it, you know? So the next one's going to be a little different, but the pictures are are amazing so far. The stuff that I've found. What is the timeline for this one? Is it um, same thing? Similar? Yeah, it's going to be like almost a companion to the last one, like 250 pages, 200 pages, and the same size. And it's going to be like that, but it's just going to be a little bit different, you know. And a lot of pictures, you know, like I would say 80 90% pictures no one's ever seen, so it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you actually had uh, – you were in the band, and you were there for three, three momentum, you know, game-changing bands, you know. Yeah. You the window view. Right. That, yeah. So, uh, that's, that's why I put the, the book out because – you know, I was taking all these pictures, and I know people want to see them, and I wanted to tell the story, like, how it all began, and there you go, you know. So it's how, there how forever. Much? And you you were shooting video, too, right? Like, so that was kind of odd at the time, because you know, everyone has their phones now and stuff, but you were taking photos and, and doing video from the very beginning to all of this. No, I was only doing video for uh, the dancing stuff. I didn't have a camera until, okay. like, 88. I mean, um, yeah, so I have took the cam- video camera on the road. I've got, like, all the acoustic shows. I got all, all the – I got recording sessions, rehearsals, on the bus, backstage, you know, festivals. I got all that, too. Hey, man, you got to get that out there somehow. That sounds awesome. Yeah, well, yeah except, you know, uh, nobody wanted to uh, – to, to deal with Glenn about like trying to get the music and stuff because you oh, have yeah. to license music and he doesn't, he wants uh, complete control and keeps saying, Oh, I'm going to put out a, a documentary or whatever. But so I'm not bothered with it. I don't care. I can put stuff on YouTube so people can have it. And I do that once in a while. I'll just throw out a couple of things. But other than that, you know, I don't care if it ever comes out because, you know, it's just, it's my, it's like my home movies, you know, you don't get to see them if I don't want you to, you know. All right. I can can understand that. I'm just saying as a fan, that sounds pretty awesome. If I saw that on YouTube, I'd be, I'd be (laughs) glued to the screen. You're like, it was awesome. You know? Oh yeah. I put put up a couple things on YouTube, like in the past. And as soon as they go up, Glenn has somebody take them down, you know, so (laughs) you can't really, can't really do anything about it. That's, a, that's kind of a bummer. How about with all the reunions? Is there going to be any chance that um, you guys, the four of you guys, will get back together? 
something? No. Or did you think it's super no. crazy? Glenn wanted to do the misfit thing, and I think he was just tying up loose ends so everybody can stop bugging him about it. And, you know, um, and then it's it was successful. So they'll probably do that. They'll probably do a couple shows a year, you know, just fly to the gig, you know, do do an hour and a half and go home, you know. So that'll probably last a little bit longer. But other than that, you know, um no, nah, Glenn's getting too old to do any of this stuff. He even said he doesn't want to tour. You know, yeah. um, so, like, John's in good shape. I don't know if me and Chuck could do it, you know, so it's really not an option. Yeah, and Chuck, I don't know where Chuck is anymore. No, he's such a mystery. At one point, I know they thought he was someone thought he passed away, and no one could confirm it because they didn't know where he was. That was I just a rumor that like 10 years ago. Uh, right. Right, I'm just laughing because, I mean, it was a point, like, no one knew where he went. You know what I'm saying? He, he was done. I know he just wants to do his art, and that was it. He kind of moved on. Um, yeah. So he just got tired of the bullshit and just decided to, you know, um, do something else, you know. He probably doesn't even have a drum kit in his house. <laughs> What's really crazy, so you're actually, you're a painter, and actually he was an artist, too. Did oh, yeah, Chuck took to He's like a cartoonist, you know. He does like right. these great cartoon characters, and he mm-hmm. he really he, he sees the the world in a, from a different angle than everybody else. So his characters are real weird and funny, and uh, yeah, he's he's been doing that his whole life. He's great. What about you? You're painting. You've been doing quite a bit of them yourself. Yeah, I've been painting full time for like twenty twenty years, twenty one years, maybe more. And, uh, yeah, I sold, like, everything I've ever done, and I paint every day. So, um, yeah, I've got lots. I'm putting out a book of the paintings, too, sometime. I've seen some of them, and they're very, very cool looking. Um, well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, so early on, were you painting from the very beginning? Is this something you discovered later on in life? No, I started, started painting and drawing when I was, like, five. So okay. I just did yeah. it intermittently over the years. I always drew... Stuff, and then I had to do layouts or t-shirts or whatever. And then I didn't start like painting, painting full time till like 99. And then I decided this is what I want to do every day. And then people started, you know, being interested and I started selling them and I was like, Oh, I can make, I can pay the bills with this stuff. So that's what I've been doing. Well, that's pretty awesome. It allows you to be creative. I mean, so clearly from the onset between, you're just a full multimedia guy from the very beginning, with, especially with that punk do-it-yourself attitude. Your own pictures, later on video, music, painting, you know? Yeah. Yep. Everything. everything. That's the, yep, that's the way it goes. I like to, you know, do some, you know, always got to have a creative outlet, you know? So you play guitar, you know, you you write songs, you know, you record, and, whatever, and then you go on something else. Glenn's doing the same thing if you, you know, you look at, what his career has been like. Now he wants to move into more uh, just doing films, but it's also a creative thing. Like he's not going to stop writing songs. He'll still write songs because that's what he does. So he'll just like a couple of years from now, he'll probably go, yeah, I feel like putting out a record, maybe going out and doing a couple of shows. But other than that, I think he's going to get really into the movies where he can just, you know, do it at his own pace put out the movies when he wants to. Nobody's saying, hey, when are you going to do a new record, you know? So 
I could see him doing that. And it's still, it'll still be creative because he'll probably do the music for the soundtrack, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that Cowboy Spaghetti Western Vampire one coming out. I saw clips from it. So I know that was one of the things he was working on forever. And his comics. And, um, um, well, and it's interesting because well, yeah. we're also the, the, the industry for music though also went out the window between streaming and making money and touring. And then, of course, with COVID, a lot of artists, you know, had to find different ways to continue working and, and revenue to sustain because you can't live off of streaming. And, and, and also, you can't live that, that, that same lifestyle forever as you get older. You need to, you know, there's no 401k in rock. You know? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's, that's why there's no old, here. There's no old folks home. There's no pension. There's no like social security. No insurance mm-hmm. for musicians. You know, that's uh, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. And actually, I started the show during COVID because I wanted people to be aware of the artists and go to their websites and buy their merch. Keep the keep the artists you know afloat during this time, you know, um, because of that, I mean, and, and people need to buy the merch or whatever, whatever your favorite artist is doing, you know, go to your stuff, go, they need to check out, you need to buy your books. They need to check out, buy your paintings if they like them, you know, you got to keep supporting yeah. the artists, you know? People can just, people can just go, Jesus, what happened to so-and-so or how come so-and-so doesn't do this or whatever. Yeah. Do a little research. They're still putting out records. They're still going on mm-hmm. tour. You just not paying attention. Well, yeah, Europe is a lot more forgiving. There's a lot of bands I listen to, and the one-hit wonders, I'm like, one hit you knew. They've done five really good albums in the past 10 years that you haven't heard, you know? Um, and, and that's a shame that people don't, you don't usually catch that, but they usually stop. I think it's because they, they find the band at their, at their their peak of their, what you think, like the late teens, or in some of their teens and they're early, up to their early mid-20s. Those are the prime years that people remember their music, and then after that, nothing else counts for them, I think, you know? People give up on music as as they get older. Music becomes less important to some people because they have other obligations and family life and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But, like, listening to music is a luxury. So people, you know, they don't have the time to sit there and do it. And some people, you know, music is like their whole life, so it's still important to them. Those are the ones that are still going to the shows. You know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm like I can't believe I never stopped, and I like I, and I, even with my bands that I like when they do an album that I don't like, the fact that they do something different, I'm glad. You know what I mean? I don't want them doing something they don't want to do or trying to be. You know, I want to see the artists keep creating. I want them to see them succeeding through their shows. You know. Um, how about you? Are you gonna be doing more shows? Like I know sometimes you don't really feel like you need to play it a lot now, but as you do the album, you're gonna do a couple of shows. Yeah, if something comes up or I, I feel like it, if I can get uh, get like a band together for you know a, you know certain one offs here and there, but I don't really care about going on the road. You know, um, I did all that. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm getting older now. My back is you know still fucked up for 30 years. So like, yeah, I don't I don't really miss touring, and I don't really have the need to go up in front of people right. so they can all say, oh, I loved it. It was great. You know. You know, right? No, I didn't yeah, mean I didn't so, mean a tour. I just meant like a couple a couple gigs nearby to play out. Yeah, that, yeah, right. And I just said that I probably do that. Um, yeah. If I feel like it, if the opportunity comes up, and the situation is going to be fun and no pressure or nothing, yeah, I'll probably do some shows here and there. You know. 
what if what can people do if they want to see your art and buy the art? Where can they go? Can they commission you? Can they? Where can I direct them to? Yeah, just uh, I'm I'm just on Facebook, but uh, you know I'm I'm there. Like if you send me a message, I'll get it. Be- and uh, get, tell them to just uh, write, uh, email me at uh, erivon777 at gmail. I answer all my mail. You you know you write me, yeah. I'll write you back. I was actually surprised that the three of you guys, you and Chuck and, and John, didn't get together and do something at that time. Um, so I kind of felt like you guys were, you know, it's more of a mutual thing on, on that way. Because you guys still had such a great town, like, you know, we got a powered trio or something. That would have been kind of a cool thing. Um, obviously, time is showing that it was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah we, we talked about it, and uh, we were trying to see if there was any interest. And uh, we were going to do something, or we'd just get another singer or whatever. I don't know. But Chuck took a job with uh, Social Distortion, and uh, and that that took a year, and then after that, you know, it was uh, I don't know what the hell John was going through, but he was doing his own thing, and then he put out a record, and uh, I was yeah. just like just living my life, so we didn't really care after that. Plus, there was unless we really really wanted to do it, there was no reason to do it because um, we we wouldn't have made any money anyway, so it would have had to be. Uh, we really wanted to, like we really had something right. to say or whatever. And we didn't, we didn't have to prove anything. We were, we're the ones who did the records. We didn't have to prove we could still do it, you know? Well, that was the thing. You guys had such a great chemistry and regardless of whatever happened with Glenn and royalties or whatever, and whatever else happened, the three of you guys together though, were more on the same page. And it would have been interesting. I'm just saying, cause you guys, well, you guys would have done it without him on your own. With you guys, like two of you guys singing and stuff, it would have been, would have been just an interesting um, to hear that. You know, at that time, obviously, worlds have changed and stuff. This out of dancing changed right after you guys left. I mean, it became a different band. You know. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we would we yeah. we could have done something. I, I'm still I'm I'm open to the to the, the the idea of doing something with Chuck and John or just John or just Chuck. You know, yeah. I mean. I asked John uh, over the years a few times if he wanted to do do a band or he wanted to make a record or whatever, but I don't think he was in the right right place to do anything. I think he's uh, I think he's looking to to get out a little bit more now. He kind of comes pops out and then goes away for a couple of years. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that would be fun. I think we I could easily do a band with uh, both of those guys because right. It, you know, and we would just have to say, this is the way it's going to be. You know, everybody can do what they want or whatever, but it's got to be up front. You know, it's like, well, this is the kind of music we want to do. And Chuck would be like, no, nah, that sucks. I don't want to do that. So, you know. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Well, yeah, it's, it's more of just being an artist and you guys expressing yourself, which would be kind of a cool thing to hear. You know, you guys doing it for fun. And obviously it'd be nice if you guys get a little uh, money. You know, that's why I'm surprised that there wasn't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think if he didn't miss it, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Glenn wanted, if there's some money there, to do a couple a couple of original dancing shows. I don't know, man. I think it would be I think it would be a good moneymaker, you know. For, put all, all four of you guys back together again for some shows? Yeah, I doubt. Why not? No, why would you do it when you're already making a bunch of money doing the Misfit thing? You know, like, you know, if that wasn't there, yeah, he might consider it. But he doesn't need the money, you know. Like it's, it's it doesn't. He doesn't care about money, you know. He's like he's got plenty well, of money. That's the thing. 
I don't think the mistress was about money total either. I, I think the mistress was about legacy. And I think now, as he gets older, he looks back, you know, Dan's like this, but a lot of people haven't seen it, you know. No one's you know, uh, yeah. seen Danzig, you know, and that's a legendary band now. Just like some people in the Mystics, it's the same thing now, you know. It's become its own. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been, he's been, you know, he's people are happy with the band that he, you know, he's had since, you know, and the guys that come and go. I hear nothing but good things about it. So nobody really gives a shit, you know. It's just, they, you know, it's it's just like going to see Elvis, you know. It's like they want to see Glenn, and who cares who's playing with him, you know. Uh, maybe, really... I guess. I was going to start naming some of Elvis's players and be like, I care about Scotty. And <laughs> there's probably less of them that didn't know all the players of the band, right? Red and everyone else. Um, <laughs> then, like you and me and a couple of people um, that would know the band members for Elvis. Would, you know, it would just be a cool thing. I, I just, I'm saying, I, when he did Misfits, I didn't think he was ever going to do the Misfits. I figured he was more against it because they're more, more headbanging with, with other band members of the Misfits and, and struggles over the years. And if he would get, you know, if he pushed through that with those guys, I figured Danzig would be a no, a no-brainer for him. But you know, you know, you know better than I do. So, um, but I, I want, I want to say uh, thank you for, for taking the time today and to, um, talking to me and being on my show. This has been really, really awesome. No yeah, no problem. I'm glad we could do this, and um, I look forward to hearing some of your stuff. And um, you know, when, you, when your stuff gets out, I will put it in my media and share your album, your books, whatever else you got there. Uh, so people who have been listening, you can reach out to them for commissions and anything else. Um, you know, to, to contact you because you'll, <laughs> you will get back to them. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. It's uh, in gmail.com and, and I'm on Facebook. I got a fan page and a, and a personal page. You can contact me there. Um, yeah, when and when the book comes out, when the record comes out, of course I'll post about it. People, you know, people who are interested and they want to find out, they find out. If anybody else finds out, that's that's a, just a bonus. So it'll be fine. Well, that's cool. It'll be good. I'll have you down when the book comes out. We'll talk about it. I'll give you some press. And um, all right. Awesome. I mean, thank you for being on cool. the show. It's awesome. All right, man. Well, you all take right, care. Cool.